Have you ever considered the fact that there's no up without a down? There is no concept of light without dark. And the big topic for today, there's no balance without boundaries. If you find yourself struggling to stay balanced, let's just dive into whether or not you've been implementing the right boundaries or not. Welcome to Imagine Yourself with your hosts, Lene and Sandy. Our guest is Leslie Horner from Better Than Balanced, the self-love empowerment coach. She just wants you to let go of everything you're not and step into everything that you truly are. By the end of this episode, you'll have new perspectives on boundaries when we need to say no to some things, when being honest with ourselves, and even in our attempts to find work-life balance. We are ready for your kind of balance. Leslie, thank you for joining us at Imagine Yourself. Thank you for having me. It's exciting to be here. Well, let's start with one of the things that Lene said, and that is on a lot of people's mind right now, especially with working at home and our lack of boundaries. How do we keep it from being this mush of stuff, kids in school, or maybe our spouse is downstairs working and we're working and something's going on in the kitchen. And you know what I'm saying? There's so much happening. What do we do to set boundaries at least in our own minds. And I guess that's where we need to begin, right? Yeah. A lot of times women working from home, the minute they wake up, they're on, like they've got to be on, they've got to get lunches ready, getting people here and there or getting things started. And when we're on the rush and the go all the time, and we're just doing out of habit, it really creates a sense of chaos when it starts within ourselves, it really radiates to the rest of the people around us. So really by taking a moment to be still and calm, communicating your needs, because a lot of times we just think we have to be everything to everybody. But when we're willing to step back and take a moment to really recognize that, yes, I do need 10 minutes to reset myself to get my intention straight for the day and to lead my people (laughs) that are in my house, even if it's just, you know, an empty nester, and it's just you and your husband, really, to be self aware, and allow yourself a moment to like, I'm feeling irritated right now, what's the root cause, because we can respond in an irritated way. And it can come across to them as like, wow, you got up on the wrong side of the bed. But really, it's just recognizing that oh, I feel like my energy is kind of being pulled and drained in different directions. Finding a solution for that completely just relieves the pressure. Like to find little moments where I can basically protect my energy or set a boundary of communicating. I need 10 minutes to stretch. I love stretching in the morning. By doing that, it just resets yourself so you can actually show up in a more loving, well, how we want to show up. We want to show up in a loving, peaceful way because that just radiates to the rest of our people that we love in our house. It creates balance that way. So the balance you're talking about within ourselves is started by the boundaries then we create, which in turn help others. Yeah. Prior to my coaching, I have a 20-year bookkeeping business and I'd be down in my office and sometimes people would just walk in and just put stuff on my desk or... I remember one day I was in bed. It was like six in the morning. And when you work from home, people sometimes think like you're on duty all the time. 
So I was working on payroll for my husband's business and he brought in time cards while I'm having my coffee in bed and just handed them to me. And it's like, no, the office isn't open yet. So, <laughs> you know, and so we can, we, what we do is just by creating communication and letting him know what's okay, what's not okay. Because if you don't really communicate what's okay and what's not okay, they just assume everything's okay. Right. You got to let them know those are boundaries. Yeah. A lot of times we just say yes, because it's easier. If we just say yes, 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 there's no conflict. And then life's easier, but really it's the opposite. That's the part I used to hate confrontation and I would avoid it at all costs, which meant that I would say yes, many times that I didn't want to say yes, but I thought that the aspect where I'd be disappointing someone, or I'd have to explain myself, or I might look weak, or I didn't want to have to deal with the pushback that I might receive by saying a no, things had to turn around in my life. And I had to learn that it was worth it to establish a firm and a kind no, a diplomatic no, but one that is still a no with a period at the end, you know, because (laughs) the problem is when I first started saying no, people even in my family would still say, well, but you could do this little bit. And I kept having to learn how to say the full no. And they had to learn that when I was saying no, it was going to pretty much be a, a real decision. And there can be very necessary no's so that you can end up with very positive yeses in your life. If you want balance, then you got to say no, and you've got to own it, right? For sure. And I know for a fact that I was the same way. I'm still the same way. I tend to try and avoid conflict. And so by avoiding conflict and people pleasing, because you want to be liked and really by saying no, that's like true self-care saying no to someone else. So you can say yes to yourself or letting people be uncomfortable with you. So you can be comfortable because Really, we're not helping the other person either. Maybe they need to hear a no to grow in a certain way. And if we're constantly saying yes to them, it doesn't allow them the opportunity to grow in areas that they need to grow in too. And it definitely takes practice. I've caught myself before when I have said no on something, like a project that I wasn't going to work on. And then the opportunity came back around And I almost started saying yes again, but then I had to pull back and say no again, especially with the people in our homes. It can really be tricky. You've got to really be clear on what your truth is. So like when I started dropping my bookkeeping clients, because I'm moving forward in coaching women, I had to really get clear on what my truth was. And by saying no to clients, I would have clients come back and say, I'll pay you more or just one more year. You know, I had to stick with my no answer, even though I felt appreciation for their appreciation of me. But when you're clear on your truth and you know what direction you're heading, that's when you're able to stand up for yourself and self-love and know with confidence what direction you're heading. And that enables you to be able to say yes and to say no. So your own personal mission statement. Yeah, I wholeheartedly believe in a mission statement. It's basically your why. 
your strong why of why I'm doing this. And I actually had to say no to a best friend of mine who I offered to train her in QuickBooks. It was going on longer than I expected. And I finally had to say, I'm going to step down from teaching this now. And that no created negative feedback. I mean, it really did. It created silent treatment. Wow. When we say no, expect to have a negative feedback. But that's when you have to really know your why, be completely clear on what your truth is. That's like your sole purpose. We all have all the answers inside of us about what direction we're supposed to head. But what happens is we get so busy not even thinking or taking moments of stillness, that's when we start people-pleasing. We start saying yes when it's a no. We're acting in fear rather than what our truth is. And by saying yes, we're avoiding the negative emotions. And by willing to allow negative emotions within us allows us to be able to say no and be okay with the negative feedback that's coming at us. You're making me think about the world too, because you talk a lot about making sure that we're listening to our own self-truth mm-hmm. because the world will tell you things that just don't apply to you personally. Are you supposed to listen to society when it says you need to hustle more or when it says you need to rest more? When they say just do it or when they say just say no, when they say quit or they say never quit. You've got to figure out what's right for you because there are some people, I always think about this as little kids. My daughter in kindergarten was a very soft-spoken little girl and she'd had all of these classes about not being a bully. Don't be a bully. The problem was none of that applied to her. She was the last person on earth who was ever going to be a bully. What she probably needed was maybe classes on self-empowerment and how to stand up for yourself when you encounter a bully. And we really have to make sure that we're listening to the right things that apply to us. If we're the type of person who is just go, 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 we might need to listen to the message of take some time to rest. Mm -hmm. And then the opposite folks might need a little giddy up in their go, and they might need (laughs) something that, that tells them to hustle more. You just have to, like you said, take that time to listen and get it. Yeah. I mean, that's the point. I am completely guilty. When my bookkeeping business a while ago was in full swing, I had over 30 clients and it was insane. And I was just go, 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 go. Never even considered stepping back, even though, you know, I had all these commitments. I just felt like you've made these commitments. You got to keep going. But I never considered really listening to my truth. Maybe I need to drop a client or because if we're really in a state of frustration and irritation, it means something's not aligned with our truth. Now for me, and I think for Lene and for a lot of people, one thing that helps is like, I'll do a devotion in the morning Mm -hmm. and it talks a lot about being still and hearing God's voice and following that direction. And Leslie, I know too, that you have a whole thing about your morning routine Mm -hmm. and For those of us who rely a lot on our faith, it might be a devotion. For some other people, it might be meditation. But is that part of what you say a morning routine should include? A hundred percent. I think a morning time is a perfect place to really set our intentions. 
I do practice meditation and prayer. I also do a stretching program to move my body and I'll walk in the morning. I think morning is the perfect time to do that because that's the basis for how our day is going to go. I know that there's been days that I haven't done it. And it's just like you're tense and you're tight and it's just not a peaceful state. And so I've just found that starting your day out that way with your intentions, it's a beautiful place to be really. Nice. We learned a lot actually from looking at your website and your posts on Instagram. I just want to make sure that everyone who's listening knows that they can go to at better than balanced. They can go to your website also better than balance.coach. Any other social media platforms or ways that they can listen to the different things that you talk about as far as like Sandy said, the morning routine, you even have a section on your website about imagine living your very best life in your authentic rhythm of joy. Where else can people find you? Basically, that's it so far. I mean, anyone can always um, DM me on Instagram. That's kind of my main platform. You know, I do shoot some posts up to Facebook, but really, I'm an Instagram lover and find that a creative way to express what I want to teach women. And, you know, I think that by caring for ourselves and listening to ourselves and really finding what our sole purpose is, is the basis for creating balance. A lot of times we think balance is external. If I just had a better routine for keeping my house clean, or if I just had a better routine for managing my office projects and all that, but really it starts from within by managing our mind, our thoughts. Sometimes we're just talking to ourselves in such a negative way. It just presses us down. And really, once you get clear, there truly is no better place than you at your very best. And I always say that because it does take hard work. It does take the ability to allow negative emotions and negative feedback from people in order to stand up for ourselves and create the lives that we truly want, starting from within. You have me thinking, so I'm a writer. I love writing and In the television realm, you have to do what they call build a world. You have to build your world and build your characters. And this is making me think about how important it is for us to consciously, like you said, take that time alone and build our world. We have to think about who will we let in? What will we let in? Certain people, certain limiting beliefs, certain foods, certain habits that we will have to consider making changes. I think about the fact that doors and gates and walls Mm -hmm. actually do have purposes. And some of us in this world, we might put up too many walls and we need to reconsider that. And others don't put up enough walls or boundaries to protect our space and our mental health and our even physical health. We will let those commercials make us buy a pizza that we weren't even thinking about. You know, it's just or, or let those people who have negative perspectives and negative opinions into our brain, into our mind, into our spirit, when they have no business letting their negative beliefs rule our thoughts and what we think we can do or should do. And I feel like it's just really important to balance um, the concept of boundaries with balance. You just can't have balance if you don't say some no's, even to yourself. 
Say no to the pizza sometimes. Say no to the shopping spree sometimes. Yeah. Sandy's Absolutely. over here laughing at me because she knows that I've been battling <laughs> with this myself. But <laughs> one of my my downfalls is I love eating hot tamales. The candy. Yeah, hot tamales. I have a jar of them and it's like once in a while is okay. But sometimes I find myself eating them to soothe my emotions. And we do that with binge watching TV. We do that with food, with alcohol. I actually, in January of 2019, decided to create an impossible goal, which I absolutely quit drinking alcohol. And what happened was I had a five o'clock happy hour habit after a hard day's work, I would have a glass of wine or whatever. And I was raised that way. And I just decided it wasn't serving me anymore. And so my coach had a program where you could decondition your desire. And really, it could be with food, it could be with shopping, it can be with anything. But for me, I decided it wasn't serving me anymore. And so I actually deconditioned my desire for alcohol and I don't even think about it anymore. And that was January, 2019. So it is possible to retrain yourself in areas that are not serving you, numbing ourselves so we don't have to feel negative emotions. And that's an example of saying no to something that's not serving us. Right. And you had me at decondition your desire because it's nice little buzzword and yeah. I, I mean, and you know, I know you're not going to come and explain like every little bit of it, but can yeah. you give us a uh, reader's digest on that? Yeah, I absolutely can for sure. Because if I can do it, anybody can do it. It's just not answering the call to their urge. For instance, it's so weird, but literally at 5 p.m., I would think, oh, go pour a glass of wine. You worked hard all day. And when that bell kind of rung for me, what I would do is allow the negative emotion to exist in my body and acknowledge it like, yep, you can feel that you want that. It's okay. And the reason why was because I did not ever want to waste another tomorrow, not feeling my best self and sleeping well. And that was my why. And so my coach has this urge jar. So what I did was I had a hundred little beads and I put them in wine glasses And what I would do is when I processed and urged and allowed a negative emotion to exist in my body and know that I'm not going to die, that it's okay to feel negative, then I would just take a glass bead and move it from one jar to the next one glass to the next. As the 100 days go past, you can visually see your progress. And it got to the point like after three weeks that I didn't even remember to put the bead into the other jar. But what it's doing is it's just retraining your pathway. It's really so amazing. I sleep better. I wake up as my best self. And I just decided there's no way that I'm going to waste another tomorrow not feeling great because of this. And people can do it with food. You can do it with whatever you feel like is gripping you. You're able to allow the negative emotions and just transform your life, really. That's true self-care to me. That is very cool. And you're right. You could do that with anything. And, you know, I stopped drinking wine too, for the same reason, just because, you know, you get older and you just feel crappy the next day from one glass of wine. And you're like, when did this happen? But, (laughs) but um, yeah. And for me, it wasn't really a big deal, but there are other things like certain sugar, like I'm a sugar addict. Um, 
I could totally see getting by a day without something with processed sugar is something yeah. like I would like to do. And two, it's not willpower. It's not like saying, I'm going to go five days not eating sugar because your willpower will run out. Okay. But the secret is allowing that negative emotion to just exist in your body and acknowledge it and know your why, your reason for not, and then allowing yourself to just feel it. Because a lot of times willpower is just like, I'm not going to eat sugar or have alcohol for five days and it never lasts. It's really us numbing our negative emotions with whatever it is. So it's just deciding what's not serving you, questioning it. Is this what I want in my life? If it's not, it's really stepping back and finding what truly is true for you. And like with me and alcohol, I just knew it wasn't serving me to my highest self. I actually prayed for a solution because it's an addictive habit. It can be. And so I just decided like, I'm going to find a way. And my coach had a program and it was just super awesome where you can allow your negative emotions instead of numbing them. Yeah. And of course, some people might have a more serious issue and that's, that's sure. something else again, but yeah. yeah, Linnea, it looks like you were about to say something. I was just going to say the two parts that I really noticed are again, going back and identifying why you feel attached to this habit that is not serving you well. And once you get to the root of why you're doing it, you may take away the desire to have it anymore. And then like you said, Sandy, sometimes it's harder than we think, and we might need help. We might need professional help. We might need counseling or therapy or coaching or something to give us better instructions to lead us to why we're struggling with this and how to overcome it. And that is something that is very much accepted nowadays. And I'm so grateful that it's something that is very much, that's one of those things that society is saying that people do need to listen to, that your mental health is very similar to physical health. And when you have a physical health problem, you see a doctor. And when you have a health problem that's affecting your mental state, then you see a professional in that capacity as well. We have a little time at the end of each episode called takeaway time. And in this case, I'm wondering, because like I said, you are, you're a coach yourself, but what would be your takeaway that you want the audience, the listeners to glean before we hop along on our merry way? For sure. So I definitely think that by being willing to be uncomfortable by letting go of things that are not serving us so we can step into who we truly want to be. And that's really my goal in helping women is letting go of everything they are not to step into who they truly are. And busyness affects stepping into who we truly are and not allowing negative emotions keeps us from becoming who we truly want to be. And pleasing others at the expense of ourselves. Also, because Leslie, you and I had a conversation before this podcast about cats. Oh, yeah. Some people love cats and some people hate cats, but everybody knows that a cat will establish boundaries about what they will and will not accept. If they don't want to be petted, 
you will not be petting them. Uh, if they crazy? don't want to be, yeah, they will hide yeah. under the couch. They will hide under the bed. They will get on top of the refrigerator if they don't want to be messed with. If they want to take their time to be still and quiet and, you know, <laughs> it's really, yeah, I've never had cats before, but we had somebody drop off two little kittens at our gate about three or four years back. And I didn't know what to do with them, but raised them. And now there are barn cats and they are amazing creatures, but honest to goodness, like when they're done, they're done. And I didn't know. (laughs) I actually had to Google it and say, why does my cat like get irritated? And they just, they're done when they're done. Our cat likes to head scratched and, you know, you kind of get into the rhythm of it and all of a sudden he's, you know, this is at you. Like, all right. That was it. That's it. That's all I wanted. That's a frightening experience actually. be his dad, but that's a true example of self-care and anything with cats. I love. So it's a great way to remember (laughs) things. That's our takeaway for the day. Be like a cat. Be like a cat. A dog will come, you know, and let you just pet them all day. And a dog will, as long as you feed them, they'll just let you pretty much do whatever you like. But a cat, yeah, you still got to feed them and you can love them or not love them, but they are who they are. And in some people listening today, you might want to go that route. There's a few people listening right now who already have that down pat. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, that's those who really example. need to, to really establish those boundaries. Think about it that way. Sandy has not sent her cat away and she still loves him. And you know, <laughs> even though he does what he does. That's so true. Well, this has been great. And one thing I want to remind everybody is to get Leslie's resources. We'll put all of her links too at imagineyourselfpodcast.com to make it easy to find because she has some great resources. We mentioned the thing about morning. She has a whole thing on morning routines. She specializes in helping women who work from home, but obviously she does so much more. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for sharing with us, Leslie. We truly enjoyed it. We encourage everyone to check you out. Overall, imagine yourself is all about imagining the best version of ourselves. And so even if someone else might feel a little pinch because we're doing what's best for us, we encourage you to move through that, feel that uncomfortable part and actually listen to your insides, listen to yourself true. And please make sure to imagine yourself being courageous enough and limitless enough and truth-filled enough to honor yourself with balance and boundaries. Thanks for listening. Let us know what you think. If you have a moment, go to imagineyourselfpodcast.com for a way to message us or hook up with us on social media. Hope you'll follow us on Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. And subscribe to our blog and find out how you can get more features by going to imagineyourselfpodcast.com.